Welcome to Central Moments. It dawned on me several years ago that the things that limit us don't limit God. In fact, God's greatness makes our insecurities and our limitations irrelevant. This is what God has been saying uh, to Zechariah uh, through this fifth night vision that he's given him. And he gave him a message to Zerubbabel, who is the governor overseeing the rebuilding of the temple, and, and, and saying, you know what, this temple will be finished. It will be finished in spite of all the obstacles in front of you because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that vision continues. The second half of that vision goes this way, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The, hand of Zerubbabel have, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. In his hands will also complete it. So they were literally rebuilding the destroyed temple in Jerusalem. A larger version of this second temple Jesus would walk into like 400 years later. And uh, so he's, he's laid the foundation and his hands will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Verse 10, who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth, and, 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 and they'll rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. So, so God is saying, you know what? Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Haggai, as he prophesied the, the restart of the rebuilding after the foundation had been laid dormant for 16 years, um, he, he did say, because some were old enough that they maybe, when they were really young, had seen Solomon's temple, and it was much more glorious and much larger. And Haggai hinted at this, that the, that the glory of the latter will be greater than the former. And, and here God's saying, don't despise the day of small things. I know it's not as impressive as Solomon's temple, but what a life lesson that is for us. I mean, everything starts. I wrote a book a few years ago on leadership, and you know what the hardest sentence to write in that book was? It was the first sentence. And of course, the book was much more than the first sentence, but I had to get that first sentence down. And you never despise the day of small things. Every big project starts with a first step. And, you know, you may feel like you failed God and he's in a rebuilding time in your life just like this temple was being rebuilt and, and you f may, may feel like you've lost so much ground. I know a lot of people even through COVID have felt like we've just lost so much ground. Churches feel we lost so much ground. But I want to tell you, in spite of the ground you've lost, God says, don't despise the day of small things. He says this to the governor overseeing the rebuilding. I know it's not like it used to be, but don't despise the day of small things. Then verse 11, then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on the right and on the left of the lampstand? And again, I asked him, what are these two olive branch, branches beside the two golden pipes that pour out golden oil? We looked at this yesterday in terms of the first part of this night vision. And he replied, don't you know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. And, and here's why our limitations are irrelevant. Here's why we don't need to despise the day of small things. We don't need to look with our eyes. That's too small to make a difference. No, because Jesus can step into those things. These two olive trees standing beside, uh, be, be, beside the lampstand, these two olive trees... He, he says, are the two that are anointed, the word Messiah means anointed, the two that are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. And of course, Zechariah would have first of all thought of Joshua, the high priest, 
and Zerubbabel the governor, who are overseeing the rebuilding of the temple. And up to this time, the priesthood and, and, and the role of a king were always separate offices. They were never to be combined. But when the Messiah came, this becomes a picture of Jesus. These two olive trees become one in Jesus. He is our prophet. He is not only our prophet, but he is our priest. That's why we call him our savior. And he's our king. That's why we call him our Lord. And because of Jesus, let's never be confined by our limitations. But let's go after the priest and the king who God has sent to be alive in our life. So we die to the old and we live in the power of his spirit that has no limit. Keep the dreams you have, uh, no matter how small your beginnings may feel, because our priest and our king has come to our world. Father, thank you for this. Whatever dreams are gestating in our hearts, let us not just look at the obstacles and let us not despair over what first steps, how small they look. But my God, we thank you that you're the one who says to us, don't despise the day of small things. For who knows what you can do because Jesus is our priest and our king. Thank you for it in your name. Amen. Amen.